0: Welcome to episode 29 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that gets us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and joining me as always is Melissa Davis. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing
1: well. Excited, excited. We watched WWDC just a few days ago, and I'm excited for all the new stuff that's coming down the pike.
0: And it was just software, so we can't talk about anything hardware. So which is you know, fine by which actually is fine by I me. was
1: fine by that. I was fine with that. I know, you know, I've tweeted, I said I don't understand why why people are excited about hardware announcements because <laughs> traditionally traditionally WWDC has always been about software and developers and that sort of thing. So yeah. yes, they have released hardware. But for the most part, WWDC is a developer's conference. It's it's predominantly about software. So that's the only expectation that I ever bring to the table. I get excited about... Interface changes and updates yeah. and things that will be made easier. Absolutely. I did get excited at the top of the pod of the top of the show when they started talking about <laughs> photos and search. And what we did not get was I was really hoping I was sitting there like, you know, on bated <laughs> breath. I was like on the edge of my seat, like a nerd, you know, like, oh, come on, come on. You got to say it. They did not give us the ability to edit our XF data. I really wanted to be able yeah. to, like in photos on the Mac, I wanted to be able to add keywords and I wanted to be able to, you know, add captions and things like that. And so that I could search for things yeah. and you know, I've been asking for that for a while, but eh, they didn't deliver, but it, yeah. it's, we're that much closer to it. Right.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's getting a lot closer. And uh, uh, what was great about it is they, they just spanned across all four of their platforms. Uh, well, we'll of course mm-hmm. focus on iOS 12 Watch OS Five, App uh, uh, TV OS Twelve, and then uh, we won't focus on, but uh, they did uh, announce a Mac OS uh, Ten Point Fourteen Mojave.
1: Mojave, right, right here in uh, my backyard, practically.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, the, just a brief discussion about uh, Macs. Uh, yeah, anything before Twenty Twelve, you're out of luck.
1: Yeah, you've been cut, unfortunately. So,
0: all right, so let's. So we got some news to go talk about. We're going to hit talk about some, of the, the, uh, iOS, uh, 11.4 just got updated and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that and then, and then, I'll, and then we'll, we'll dig into t- just a, a deep review of iOS 12, not too deep, but deep enough to get, uh, tickle your fancy <laughs> and, uh, uh, talk about some of the things that we'll expect, uh, coming up here, uh, when it comes out. So, uh, first off, let's uh, talk about this one story I caught, um, Apple, uh, just, this was a actually uh, put out on Tuesday as we record this, this is Thursday. Uh, free trials for all paid apps is now possible thanks to that an updated so app store. That's super exciting because that's, I mean, you know, you, you talked about it with Castro and you're worried about uh, mm-hmm. people being able to buy the app and, and and then regret it later if they didn't like it. So this is great because I think this was always a pet peeve of, of, of a lot of people that the app store doesn't give you a... Um, the option to be able to buy this app and uh, and try it out first. And yeah, what developers it's, what it's full have always been
1: sore about it, understandably. And for me, like as a as a field technician, as a someone who consults for a living and yeah. goes out and is trying to teach people how to use apps, that's always been right. a barrier to entry. It Was like, oh, do I really want to tell this person they've got to spend three ninety nine on something that they might not like? So I am super super stoked for this because it means that I can do that now. When I when there's an app that I really like that I'd like to see them give a try and see if it suits their needs. Now they can try it. I don't yeah. have to feel guilty about it anymore.
0: Yeah, as the article says, it'll, it'll it'll basically allow you to have do like a zero dollar in app purchase and then be able to unlock the app free for a trial period of time, and then uh, it'll set that period. And then you know it's easy. I mean, I, I, I that's why I didn't understand. I mean, they do this on Mac. and They do this on Windows. Why can't they do this on iOS? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's simple as sending us sending a uh, license key to to an app that's online at all times because you know let's face it our, of course our, de- our devices are always online so why couldn't they do this so this is a uh, this is awesome news we got a link of course to this uh article into show notes if anybody else is uh, interested about it so so what i wanted to do is i, I threw three articles relating to uh three uh, two of the three os's we are going to talk about today uh watch os5 we'll talk just a you know a brief amount about and then uh tvOS 12 and then we'll go a little more in detail with um, uh with uh yeah. ios since that's what we're here for ios right mm-hmm. um so uh we uh there, w- one one of the big things I, I caught my eye with apple watch and i was you know pretty stoked when they first announced this when i was just uh, on uh for mac only with mike, uh, mike potter and uh and uh, gary Melpez gaz uh they announced uh some great new fitness items on here, as well as walkie-talkie, which I thought was, mm-hmm. that was the it's one that really, that was one that was probably the biggest thing that excited me. I so,
1: can't wait to try that. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, so it's got, uh, they, they added in OS 5 an automatic workout detection. Uh, and that, that, that's kind of cool because it's, I mean, I'm not a bit, I don't work out enough. I should, I should work out more. Maybe it's like, it'll start. I'm a sloth. I don't work I, out at all. I'm, I'm the same. So, <laughs> but it's you do a lot of cool. more
1: workouts than I do. So you're uh, you're actually going in there and telling it that you're doing a workout, like when you're do- taking walks and stuff. I mean, I know plenty I, of people do have, that. That's totally I legit.
0: I'm not because it's doing it automatically. Nope. Uh, ah. getting, uh, yeah, since you and I uh, share our, our data... Uh-huh. Uh, no, I'm every once just, in
1: a while I get a workout notification yeah, from you. No, know?
0: walking. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing okay. a lot of walking because you know I walk around my office all day long. So that's.
1: But that's, I know people who are really good about doing that. They're like, oh, this this counts as a workout, and so they'll make it a workout. And yeah. I've tried doing that too. When whenever I, <laughs> but you can tell the times that I go to my local mug meeting because that's when I do yeah. it. That's what I think about it because that's like the president. And I like we have this little understanding that that's what I do, and he gets the notification on his watch, so then he knows that I'm there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: I'll have to start surprising him with more workouts. But do you think it'll work for me? Because this is, I've been thinking about this. I keep thinking about, you know, how how can I make my – how can I do more workouts right. for things like that? Like things that I don't normally think would count as a workout, but it really does – and one time I decided to check my my heart rate when I was playing with the puppy and it turns out I think that should be a workout. So, can I make like a puppy workout? Do you think it'll Do you think if it detects my heart rate has gone up enough that it'll it'll make a workout for me?
0: It could. It, could. it totally should. It totally cool. should. So, yeah, some 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 pretty cool features they've added. I mean, and, and they're they're obviously realizing how important the Apple Watch is for for people who are active and, you know, heart rate monitors <laughs> and you know hopefully they're coming up with diabetes stuff I know that that's being worked on. Yeah,
1: I was on. surprised that that wasn't noticed. Now yeah, they did. It was really it was really sweet and endearing. I I'll admit it. I tear up. I always do. I'm a sap. I <laughs> I always tear up when I watch watch the keynotes because they always put something really meaningful in there and I thought that was great. Yeah. They interviewed the app developers families. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, if the app developer families, like if the, if the app developers themselves were told and this was a big surprise for them or not, I'm not really sure it would be really cool. I'd like to think that that was the case, but anyway, one of, I could tell one of, you know, they listed some of the apps and the type of development that was being done. And it seemed like they were interviewing somebody that had something to do with diabetes or glucose monitoring or something. So that's why I was kind of surprised. And maybe that was just a little Easter egg, like that, that, that they were, um, maybe that's coming sooner
0: yeah i know i know they've been talking about it it's just yeah. i don't know if it's a physical hardware add-on or or, or whether they have, the apple watch is going to get updated you know and later this year mm-hmm. um so but the walkie-talkie app was pretty cool being able to send push-to-talk messages just like old like the old school next telephone that was the first thing i thought of before i even read this article um when i, when I watched it live yeah I remember well, those days when the, you, next, the old don't you use that
1: feature in the messages app do you ever use that with the microphone because that acts Um, like Yeah. Yeah,
0: because my dad and I
1: use that and we use that from several thousand miles away and it works pretty well so I'm thinking that it'll work like this on the on the Apple watch itself because he gets frustrated with trying to dictate into Siri and I'm like dad why don't you just talk to it he's like oh I I forgot how to do that and so I had to walk him through how to do that and so then we were walkie-talkie texting each other so so, I think think it'll work like that
0: this will be direct which I think push to talk which like I said uh just like uh, Nextel phones.
1: That was a really cool feature.
0: Yeah. So, um, and uh, uh, the other thing they did that we, and I was going to get a little more in depth is the, the, the podcast app is now going to be added, added to the Apple watch. So that's kind of exciting for us podcasters out there uh, because, you know, we get a lot of listeners through that, through that app and it's not necessarily just on the iPhone. So now you'll be able to have this on the Apple watch, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's uh, other third-party apps that do it, but it'll be nice to be right. built in so that you won't have to go searching for that.
0: Right, and then uh, uh, Siri watch face, uh, they they've added they updated it with better shortcuts um, and and other actions that will support third-party apps, which was huge. Um, And uh, finally, uh, uh, one of the neat features for the students for students with student id cards allowing students to access buildings with the watch which is pretty yeah cool my thing. husband
1: just went back for his master's or so i'm gonna excited to check that out but i have a feeling i don't know i have to go look at the page that they had listed and yeah, see which universities because it's not all universities yet no, is it's, it it's a select
0: it's, handful it was started it started with duke university of alabama oklahoma and johns hopkins temple so i'm sure more will, will jump on but uh-huh. then, then lastly they did add a, uh, a new rainbow colored pride watch band and a watch uh-huh. face which is actually available today so you could add that to your watch if you wanted to so nice again like all the rest of these oss they're not going to get released until the fall so and don't don't install it until it's ready
1: <laughs> yes be patient uh
0: so let yeah. Dave do it
1: first <laughs> well,
0: i've got I got spare phones now so phones. Since I got an iPhone well, 6 now, that it's
1: I, out for beta, isn't it? You yep. have it on your 5SE?
0: I have it on the SE, and I also have an iPhone 6 now. Since so uh, uh, ah. we, we did some upgrades uh, in the family, so uh-huh. uh, so uh, we, we were able to trade the the, the, the 6 in. So, I'm like, you know what? Let me use it for some testing for a while, and then you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll sell it later. Who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah, it is installed, and I haven't had a lot of time to play with it. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit as far as what iOS it, uh, it does. So, um, and uh, TVOS, there really wasn't much to talk about other than they added Dolby Atmos support, which is pretty huge in those of you who are audiophiles and, and those of you who want uh, there's some really good sound. Um, and this is in the 4K Apple TV. Uh, and it will decode, uh, not only be the only stream box right now that supports both 4K and Atmos, um, it'll, uh, it'll be probably be one of the biggest, largest collection of Atmos-supported movies uh, anywhere with this update. So... It is. it is um, also we read that Apple TV is going to be quite a game changer in the television market but right now you don't see a lot out there um, one of the one when I heard the announcement that cable company charter um, uh, not charter um, S- S- spectrum which is on the spectrum. west coast mm-hmm. uh, they, they were committed to having the Apple TV being their replacement for a cable box which is pretty awesome but I don't see uh, I don't see cable companies like uh, Comcast doing that because they have their own platform with the X One. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. And of course, Apple is going to upgrade the single sign-on, which is great. So, you don't, and they want to—they're basically calling it with a zero sign-on. Um, again i don't
1: i don't know how great that's gonna be though <laughs> yeah. i have to give that some pause because yep. i use uh some different logins and yep, yep. So, sounds great for people who just have their own cable subscription but if you're big borrowing is stealing i not stealing you're borrowing you're sharing right, legally right. because it is still legally done sure. Sure. uh i think that might cause some problems so
0: be interesting to see but uh well you also have uh DirecTV now, which is an app you can install now and have pay for service for that as well as uh, YouTube TV, which is uh, starting to become a little more popular. They're adding more channels uh, all, all the time. So, uh, so it'd be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, Apple's, this is no longer a hobby. If you remember many years ago, Steve, right. Call, calling t- the Apple TV. This is just a hobby. Right. Uh, well it's turned out to be a little bigger than that. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, pretty exciting, uh, as far as that goes. So, but, uh, Anyway, uh, before we did dive deep into the uh, uh, the preview of iOS 12 um, and, and some of the things that were talked about during uh, WWDC, uh, let's talk a little bit about iOS 11.4. Um, it was uh, it was not it, it was released uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and uh, one of the biggest updates they added was iMessage in iCloud. Now, again, I I don't have a problem using iCloud. I know I know you have some of your clients as well as others have, have concerns about it, mm-hmm. but it's as simple as there's, it, it, you turn it on. When, when iOS, when 11.4 is installed, it is off by default, so that they're not forcing you to do it. Uh, but the nice thing about it is and that's probably the biggest culprit. I'm sure one of the things that, that you encounter when you're supporting, uh, your, your, your users, uh, that, uh, messages take up so much space on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one more
1: thing that just takes up room.
0: Right. So now, which is nice though, they'll, offload them up to the cloud so then it's it's stored on the cloud and when you have to retrieve them later you it'll it'll bring them down so you can view the videos or the pictures or whatever is in your messages so that's one of the was the biggest thing a lot what people kept talking about and why they wanted to um uh, have i uh, iMessage in the cloud but if you are a little leery about the cloud obviously you could do an, a backup using something like iMazing we've talked about iMazing many times um mm-hmm. as well as uh uh others other types of backups but obviously your call as far as how you want to do it i know what your what your feeling is on that
1: i i do plan on like i haven't flipped the switch on it yet just because i want to do that i want to uh, expunge things. I want to yep. get things all backed up because messages are really, really important to me. And I do trust iCloud, but I also trust backups. <laughs> so sure. anytime you're going to take a, a gamble on something like that, I think you got to make a backup in multiple places of it. Yeah. So I do that before I do like a nuke and pave. Every time I do a major update, I go in and I export my messages, just my messages. I mean, I do, I do an entire backup with iMazing, but I like yep. to have that um, uh, you know, I do it like maybe once a year or quarterly or something where I'll take all of my messages and I make a PDF of them. And then it's searchable because it's still text mm-hmm. because I, I document a lot of things and there's a lot of things that I have to go back on and be able to recall so that I don't want to lose those messages. They're really, really important to me. Sure. So make a backup. And then once I'm done with that, then I'll flip the switch and then I can start purging things and making room and not having to worry about it being lost into the ether.
0: Yep, no, I I agree with that. Um, but again, I'm one that uh, I am not bashful with cloud. We've and we talked about before with with credit cards and using Apple Pay and other stuff like that. I'm pretty and actually passwords. You know, storing the passwords mm-hmm. in in the Apple uh, keychain. I I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I I haven't. Uh, had any concerns as far as that goes?
1: Keychain has always been one of those things that's bothered me. I mean, I've been using Macs for close to thirty years now. <laughs> I sure. just looked recently, and so it keychain is just one of one of those things that was always kind of half baked. And it just as a as is. a technician <laughs> as, from a technician's perspective, keychain has always been just oh, it's just been a crutch. It's just been such a problem. It's just always been causing issues with users with clients, with people like, Oh, I get stuck on the keychain and then you try to help them and it's just you kinda of circle the drain on it and it's just frustrating. Right. So I do trust putting key stuff in the keychain, but I don't rely on it. So there's a difference. I trust it and I'll use it, but I don't rely on it. I rely on other things and if keychain happens to save the day someday, fine, but I'm not gonna rely on it. Yeah. So that's my stance on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah and, and I understand. I understand. Definitely. definitely it's uh it's it's something you got you have to make a, a, a informed decision on as far as using It's
1: going to start helping people with password hygiene which is nice but we talked about this on other episodes in the past. Yeah. I don't like the idea that it really breeds complacency. I feel like people are just going to start using their iPhones to save their passwords there in the keychain or in the, it's not really in the browser, but you know what I mean? Like it's its saved there. And then what ends up happening is they can also save the wrong password too and then end up getting frustrated because they've maybe navigated to a different page it's it's just it's just kind of a hot mess when it comes to that stuff and i really believe firmly in using a dedicated password manager that is designed for those challenges that really is designed with that user experience in mind i don't think that saving passwords automatically and using the keychain was ever really meant for that kind of a user experience i think it was meant as like i catch all but i don't think that solves the problem i think it creates no. more problems than it can solve sometimes
0: it does i mean i deal with it in the corporate world too i think about you know enforced password changes yeah every 90 days and then oh my password is not synced. it's not working with five you know so mm-hmm. lot, lots of challenges with key you know, the key chain but that's a whole other discussion so uh, anyway let's uh, let's dive right in and then and this review what what was uh, what was uh revealed, uh, during, uh, the conference, uh, during the, uh, keynote, I should say. Uh, iOS 12 is, looks like it's going to have a lot more power, a lot more features. I mean, the things that are going to make things a lot more efficient. Um, the first thing that kind of stood out was, and that's the first thing they, that Apple lists on their, their site, um, we'll have this link in the show notes of the iOS 12 preview from, on Apple's website is the speed. Um, mm-hmm. they're saying that the, 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 f- it'll be up to 70% faster to swipe to the camera, 50% faster to uh, bring up the keyboard display and about two times uh, faster app under heavy workload. So they've really have come a long way with efficiency with iOS 12. And I think that was one of the biggest discussions uh, about, about uh, iOS in general because Apple knows that it was a very disappointing uh, round of updates when iOS 11 came out. The, it, they really suffered. I mean, they really suffered with performance. They suffered speed. with speed mm-hmm. with bugs. Um, it's just not working efficiently. So instead of coming up all these great new features like they did every year in, in past iOS versions, they, they the, the team really focused on getting it right, getting it. So it works and, and, and doesn't have a lot of issues and, and refine it. And then, and then next year, the iOS 13, we assume that's what they'll call it. Uh, will uh, well, then they can add some more features. And of course, by September, you're probably going to anticipate there'll be a new iPhone coming out, uh, maybe even iPads. That's very possible. Uh, but I, I'm very, very pleased to see that, that they, they did some improvements as far as performance goes um, and relates to that. So another um, exciting feature I at least thought was exciting, and I, I got excited when I first saw it <laughs> during, for Mac MacGuy's only, was FaceTime. FaceTime, now you're able to talk to, I mean, that's pretty- 32. 32 people at once. That's pretty <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got tiles, which is cool. So even if you have like a, a if you have a, a, session with like four or five people, um, it's possible to have, you know, you'll have a very, you'll, very, you'll have a great, um, experience using FaceTime instead of the way it used to be with just one-on-one, uh, uh, conversations. This could be a game changer too. I'm not sure they didn't mention anything about FaceTime audio, but since we're an audio podcast, but, um. This could be a game changer as far as video podcasts go or, any, or even recording us is using FaceTime as opposed to this dreaded Skype that we deal with all the time. And um, so it, mm-hmm. it, it does have some great, great things it's going to be in. It's our, and it's group FaceTime, which is, and you can, you can create a f- uh, thread and do it in messages. So they've really come a long way, which is great when it comes to, to comes come to that. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Are, 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 I assume you are too.
1: Oh, yeah, and I can't wait to see what the implications are for podcasting. I mean, how great would it be if we didn't have to rely on Skype all the time?
0: Yeah, exactly. So now this other feature that I – uh, came out with of course you, this is on uh, this is only on the iPhone 10. We know animojis are there and they, and I will talk <laughs> about the, the the added animojis that they've had in just a second. But they now have memoji. <laughs> I was like I,
1: and I I, I, could, when
0: I saw it I'm like what the heck is memoji? And tongue
1: detection. Tongue <laughs> detection.
0: Yeah, that's even better with the iPhone 10. So you now I mean like this is anything new. I mean then they have this thing, they have this in Snapchat now where you or, mm. or even bitmoji which is the you know it's the add-on for uh, uh, add-in yeah, for messages, uh, which I, I use currently now, I have one now where I, I have I, every time I send one of those, I have a customized with Chicago Cubs baseball hat. And thus <laughs> I'm wearing the, the, the Cubs uniform with my face. Well, mm-hmm. my, my created face. So, yeah, you can you can easily create an, an Animoji of just yourself. And they got a different a look. Different, you know, it's called Memoji and you can customize it you can do frames facial hair you know so this is this isn't anything new but you know it's it, of course it's exciting for us iPhone users but Of course, you have to have the iPhone 10 to do it. So, um.
1: well, I think, you know, the the first couple of things that you mentioned out of the gate are all things that address competitors, right? Right. I mean, performance was one thing they wanted to address themselves even as a competitor. I think that the performance is to address all the naysayers and all the people that have written so many articles. We kind of, I mean, you and I roll our eyes at it, but it's always saying that, you know, Apple basically designs things with obsolescence built in mind and that, oh, you know, they want to force you to buy a new phone every two years. And that's just really not true because I have iPhones that go back to the 4S and they're still in use. I mean, we don't use them as sure. phones, but we could is the, is the whole point. I don't have to worry about not having a backup phone. And and that has actually happened to us. We've, sure. you know, I've told stories in the past of how, you know, my husband had a phone that was stolen. And because we had an older iPhone, we could still activate the SIM card and use it as a backup for the time being. Right. So these phones last for a long time. They may yep. be slow and they may be sluggish. And yes, you want to have the latest security updates. But the right. point of it is, is that they have their their lasting value. They really, really last for a long time. I can't say the same thing for anybody that I know that has any of the other competitor devices. I mean, maybe there's, there's geeks out there that keep their, their old Samsung phones or whatever, but I don't know too many people that are, you know, real world users that have had phones that have lasted as long as my iPhones have. I just, I just don't, I think they're made of substandard parts. And I think that the software, that was one of the first things that they said out of the gate was that in competitor phones, they don't get the updates as quickly as Apple phones do. And that's one of the things I really, really commend them for is being able to get those updates so easily because I've tried tinkering with other things you work with it in the industry and you know darn well that you can't get the updates as fast as you'd like to get them on there and i mean what does that say for deployment too right so they address that as far as competition is concerned and then of course they they know that competitors have these quirky cute little gimmicky kind of things and so i think that this was you know there might be you know older people or people that roll their eyes and You know, want to stick their tongue out at (laughs) at these Animojis and Memojis and all this kind of, all any of the whole emoji movement, but you got to admit, I mean, it is popular amongst the younger crowd, and I will tell you, I will tell you that even the the demographic that I work with, they really get a kick out of it. When you teach them how to use stickers and you teach them how to use this stuff, you want to see an 80-year-old turn into a 12-year-old instantly? (laughs) Go ahead and show them how this stuff works and, you know, you're hard-pressed to find somebody that it doesn't put a smile their face so i think it really brings joy to a lot of people so i wouldn't just just dismiss it i think it's a lot of fun it's gimmicky but it addresses the competition in a fun way and i think it's i think it's good i think it's here to stay and i think that they should just keep developing it i'm i was never personally the the bitmoji type of person like i don't have a bitmoji account um But, you know, like on the Wii, like when my kids play on the Wii, you know, there's the me verse and they make a me. And I, I have to admit, I've enjoyed making me's and like customizing them and stuff. And I can see the merit of it. And I see how kids have fun with it. And it's a, it's a good, clean, fun way to pass the time. So who are we to say? So So I think it's a, it's a great new feature and I I hope they keep on doing that.
0: And then with Animojis, as we mentioned, you can stick your tongue out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, except for that, maybe
1: the skeleton. I don't know. Does a skeleton have a tongue? Know, it might. You'll have to go test it out and show, show us I, later. I'm not
0: you. putting it on my iPhone 10 right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but they added uh, four, four new Animojis, a koala, a tiger, a ghost, or a T-Rex. Oh my.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, Again, you also can inject some more fun into messages uh, or a thread during a FaceTime call. Again, all on the iPhone X if you want to use emojis. But uh, it says, yeah, you can go ahead and even wink or stick your tongue out or because Animojis be more expressive than ever, which is exciting.
1: I wonder if that's something you could demo at the counters because every time we go to like one of the big box stores, the kids are always like, mommy, 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 can we go play with the iPhone Xs? Can we please go play with the iPhone Xs? And, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so we'll have to, go, I'll have to let them do that the next time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, camera effects, they add, they liven up conversation. Now you can, there's a new way to add personality to your messages and FaceTime right from the in-app camera. You quickly can create and share a photo or video with Animoji or Memoji, cool s- filters and effects, all, all kinds of stuff. So, um, other big, the other big thing was, uh, was augmented reality, a- AR kit 2, mm-hmm. making it even more possible. And they were doing some really cool demos, uh, uh, during the, uh during the keynote, uh, showing, mean the Legos. Uh, yeah. The Lego was really awesome. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, all the parents and their aunts were like, Oh my God, no more stepping on Legos.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. And, and w- the other thing that really was really, really cool. I thought was the, the, the iOS app. It's an AR app called measure It allows you to help yes. you actually measure in real world. And they showed it. I was like, he, he had a suitcase that he was measuring on, uh, on, on, on a table and it actually measured the the, the length, width, and, and it was and it seemed very accurate. So I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very cool that. Uh, now, that, that are
1: we going to get that in iPhones below the iPhone X, or is that just an iPhone X uh, thing? I
0: think so. I mean, it, it doesn't say. I can't to,
1: wait if we do because I use that all the time. Yeah. But I'm always using a camera app that you can draw on. And I like to snap a picture. Like I just did it the other day. I had to get brand new bathroom mugs and I had to get all the physical tape measure, like a cave woman and drag it into my bathroom and like actually measure the stuff, snap, snap a picture and then draw on the the picture, the measurements so that I could go and order new rugs. And yeah, that would have come in really, really handy. Yeah.
0: So no, AR is here to stay. It's going to be more and more exciting as it, as time goes on. I mean, I think, but the apple is is really doing hardcore developing an AR so you'll see more and more things now this one i know your your boys are not going to be too happy about is <laughs> screen time being aware <laughs> of how uh, <laughs> you <and> your kids <laughs> use your devices and this actually is very cool i mean i i i mean i would just like to know what i'm doing and, and then it'll actually show me okay, I, I've spent this much time using Instagram or I spent all this time on Facebook or I was watching all these YouTube videos on YouTube. And it shows today and it gives how much time you spent on it. it. gives bar graphs and um uh, what you visit as far as websites go so i i think this is smart i mean apple was addressing we've we've talked about this before when we had, uh, pre- previous episodes and relates to how much uh, how much time yeah i want to say what phone. was that episode
1: 10, episode 20 i think it was yeah. where it was you know we talked about whether or not we feel like apple should be your nanny and well, this this addresses the well, article well well no well, they're it, not but
0: that you have you have a tool to do it
1: Right. Apple can allow, you can allow Apple to allow your, your iPhone to be used as like a a nanny cam of some sort, you know, that you can look at your kid's stuff and and you can look at your own stuff. I think what it is, is it's about behavior modification and what Apple is addressing by addressing articles like the ones that were, were written. Basically, Apple has to do a better job at, at allowing people to basically modify their own behaviors and yeah. and see that data. I mean, they do it with health, right? They, they give you a wearable device that you can use to monitor your heart rate and all of your health conditions. And you can look at all of those graphs and all of those data. Yeah. So what about mental health? You know, what yeah. about behavioral health, True. behavioral data? So this will give you the tools to do exactly that. And I think it's a good thing. I think that... You have to strike a balance when yeah. it comes to using it as a parenting tool, because there are kids that need to learn how to self-regulate. And if yeah. you tighten too many of the screws, I think that you end up shooting yourself in the foot in that regard. Because if you take away all of their abilities to self-regulate, they're not going to yeah. learn how to regulate it themselves. You see. So, but it's it's good that that it has those tools. And I'm looking forward to testing it and tweaking it. Um, you know, like my kids are really into YouTube and they want to be yeah. YouTubers and that's, that's great and everything, but there's, they spend a little bit too much time on it. And Stop. I was even looking be at the router. lever, thinking, too. <laughs> I know exactly. It's like, you know, they, they are looking at innocent, innocent stuff right now right now, but that could change in an instant. All it, all they have to do, I mean, my my youngest, we'll talk about this another time, but my youngest got an iPhone, um, or we gave him, you know, an older iPhone to take to school, and school's now out, so we had a little trial run, but already, you know, it all it mm-hmm. takes is one kid to text them a link, hey, check this out, yeah, and that kid's parents don't have the same rules or values that we do, and that's all it takes, and I've I've explained that to my kids. You know, you look at one wrong, twisted video, and your your feed is forever... Cut. like damaged you know it's like planted a seed and now all of a sudden you're going to start yeah. seeing that stuff so i've warned them about that and sure. you know there's there's still little yet that i still have to do the mentoring i still have to do a little bit of monitoring and checking in and making sure that things stay on the up and up and these tools are these tools are going to help me do that so i'm yeah. excited about that um so i'll be able to do a combination of mentoring and monitoring and and i'm looking forward to to ch- checking that out i mean like i said i was going to look at the at the router level to see if, you know, maybe I should just disable access to YouTube, you know, but at least now I can start looking at it and I can show them and I can say, you know, you're spending this much time and you really need to yeah. be spending time doing other things. That's so great. I think it's all a good thing. I think it's wow. all how you interpret it and how you utilize it. And I'm looking forward
0: to it. Even for adults. I mean, I I think this is going to be good just just so I can look to see what I do. i say, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. this is great. And then one of the other things that stood out is after bedtime use. (laughs) I can see (laughs) a time of day that you, and there's times I have my phone at my bedside and I'll pick it up and start. Looking at the email, or if I wake up or something. Uh, but no, no, it, I think it's some great tools. I think the, I think Apple was very smart. And, I
1: think and it'll make things easier. Now, I I know, for example, when my dad first got his new phone, he was really annoyed that you know I told him, Dad, you know, plug it in on your nightstand, your nightstand, you know, plug it in by your by your bedside because I was trying to teach him, you know, kind of I I would like to to guide him into the direction of not yeah. relying on a landline because he gets yeah. so many you know scam calls and stuff like that. Well, his argument against that was that and this is totally valid, um he could not stand that it was lighting up and you know things you know notifications were coming across the screen and what it made me realize is that there there are just like notifications and things that are just turned on by default and you can switch those switches off all you like, but sometimes sometimes when you do an app to update they turn back on. And unless you know where to look, I mean, on my other podcast, we were just talking about how much gra- granularity there is. There are so many places to look. There are so many toggle switches that it really makes it difficult. Now I have kind of like taken it to an extreme. Like I, I have a lot, I mean, you know, I keep my stuff in do not disturb. And I have my phone completely and my watch for the most part, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time I have it in like silent mode. I, choose i make an active choice yeah. when to look at my devices now i check regularly regularly because i'm i have my own business and i kind of have to do that right. and i'm always checking on things and so i do check the phone a lot but i want to be in control of that i want to control the phone i don't want the phone controlling me and i think what's great about these features that are coming out is because it's so overwhelming Now I know where to look. I know all yeah. the switches. I, don't, I won't yeah. say I know all of them. That's the issue is there, there's times when things slip through. And I'm like, oh, you know, that woke me up because I, I do. I've talked about it before. I struggle with insomnia. I struggle with sleeping. And there are times when I really need to take a nap during the day and I really need stuff to be locked down and completely silented. Sure. But I still want to be alerted. Like when the, when the kids are in school, I want to be no, notified when, when they call me from school or right. when there's an emergency. So you have to let something, through and I think that these tools will make it a little bit easier for people like my dad or you know anybody who wants to be able to keep their phone in their room but not have it constantly disturbing them all the time or yeah. people who do work maybe like I know personally like I have the tendency to be a workaholic and so you know people like that who need a little bit of extra help with behavior modifications and I think that these are going to be giving us tools that we need to be able to help with that kind of stuff so that it isn't so overwhelming and that people will actually use them instead of just being frustrated by it.
0: No, sure. oh, that's it's a it's a it's a heavy topic, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad Apple did it, and uh, mm-hmm. and definitely well, uh, it's look, it's going to be a future to look forward to. One of the things I wanted to bring up too is um, I, I actually got to play a little more with uh, CarPlay. I haven't had to had to, and, uh, and I'm uh, some family members went on vacation and they 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 rented a rented a vehicle. And I got into the vehicle. I was like, "Oh, cool! Look at this. It's got CarPlay." I, so, I wanted oh, so bad. Nice. I wanted so bad. So, and the cool thing was, is when as soon as the iPhone was plugged in using USB, as opposed to you know actually syncing with Bluetooth, um, it automatically saw it and said, "Okay, here's here's CarPlay," and then the phone came up and all the nice. all the working apps. But one of the biggest pet peeves was the fact that a lot of people don't like not everybody likes apple maps so yeah huge huge thing is going to be here is it's going to give support with third party apps especially Google ones maps like
1: and ways Waze. Waze,
0: which is huge yes. so um something definitely to look forward to and I'm hoping soon, but probably for a few years before I decide to buy a new car. Um, um, just have to suffer through my seven-year-old technology on my car right now. But it is. is. (laughs) Mine's double that. Yeah. (laughs) But that's
1: the great thing, though. I mean, I I can still drive a 14-year-old car. I can still milk it to death because of all these tools. I just recently got a Bluetooth gizmo that plugs into the the uh, what we used to call the cigarette lighter. (laughs) It's it's the what is it the PowerPoint now? And what do we call it now if it's not a cigarette later but that you know that thing you plug it into right, right. anyway I got one of those and so you know I'm getting that much closer to I, it's my training wheels for when I get CarPlay that's that's the way that I look I at know. it I'm training for CarPlay so I'm excited I'm, I'm using those those kinds of features and stuff that are available because I, I do the same thing I there's there's things and I've said there's things I like about Apple Maps but there's more things that I like about Google Maps and when we're traveling I don't use Waze a lot I know people who use it religiously but sure. I we do use it when we travel, and it has really gotten us out of some jams. I mean, it really, really has. So it definitely has its merit. I wonder, I mean, I really do wonder if the if having those, you know, being able to open it up and add those back in, is Apple going to use that data to improve Apple Maps? I mean, are right. they going to be able to see or maybe maybe, Maybe, this is just a theory. This is a <laughs> crackpot theory, but maybe it'll it'll let them know. It'll give them data on usage, right. and maybe maybe they'll just give up on Apple Maps or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't see that happening.
1: They have so much invested into it right. already, right? Oh, they do. So maybe they'll use it to improve it. Who knows? Maybe it'll just make things better. But at least now we'll have some choices. So that's that's always a good thing.
0: So uh, a few other things I I was great that they added was the notifications. You have a little more control of what can be noted notified as far as what you can be notified as. I I don't. Ha- I mean, I ha- I've turned on Twitter lately. I've and then of course don't have a lot of people notified because they would be going off like every five seconds so specifics uh-huh. of what you're trying to look for but they've improved some uh they've impr- improved some of the ways uh that you can control and maybe you can control what what it can be done uh things like facebook where you can have it delivered quietly i don't i don't have facebook turned on as far as notifications go i keep that off and I'll take a look at it so so they made some enhancements there one of the other cool things they did add was the Do Not Disturb feature. I know you 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 mm-hmm. said you use that a lot. This is great. Now you can bring it up and you can you can do for one hour just, uh, to Do Not Disturb or until this evening, or mm-hmm. until I leave this location or until I leave the end of this event. So the one that that one's probably the most intriguing is the fact that it goes to your calendar and sees well my, that event goes from 9 a.m. to. 11 a.m. and then Mm -hmm. uh, and then once it ends then you'll not be you'll turn off instead of you know basically instead of what we have now where you set specific times or you turn it on Mm -hmm. for the whole time and have to remember to turn it off
1: yeah how probably i it's one of those things i i'm gonna treat that like keychain i don't think i'm gonna rely on it because i am i just personally am i I've got my muscle memory trained to the point where I'm always, I know where that little moon is. You know, I know where that little moon is and I'm always chasing after that little moon because I I do have it scheduled and that's, you know, by default that I do rely on and that works because I, I've proven to be, that's proven to be relied upon, but I like being able to choose when I flip it up and tap the moon. So I I don't think I'll be, yeah, I don't think I'll personally be relying upon the the timing version of it, but I can really see how that would come in handy for people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So more more things that they added make it more efficient. And again, as, as we're seeing the trends here, um, Apple just subtly has added some of the features so they don't go crazy and overboard with it because um, it's going to be uh, – that was what the biggest concern was. We don't have a lot a ton of features, but there are some cool things that they are adding that's um, making it, um more efficient and that's what's great about it when you talked about photos and, and then they did add some things here with photo sharing uh the, the, they have a new tab in photos called the for you tab that shows you great moments from your photos libraries and in photo library and it intelligently suggests sharing photos with with the people in them so
1: now for, is that the same as the app store and uh the music app isn't there a for you section in it that looks, also it's,
0: yeah it, it, it's it kind of a consistency thing thinking yeah because you know they they, they were um they they seem to have, have done that design yeah much differently so yeah I agree that, that that definitely is something like that.
1: They're taking a page from those other apps as well. And then another
0: cool thing is and that was always a challenge with photos is a smarter way to search for photos. Uh, search suggestions will be a new way to help you find the exact photo you are looking for or or rediscover a, a, a great one that you forgot about because I mean that got ten, like you're the same tens of thousands of photos out there and it, you know it's hard to uh, hard to remember events as you want to you know add make it more make it smarter and be able to find things so um mm-hmm. the other big discussion was Siri short Siri shortcuts in uh mm-hmm. streamlining things you do um uh, and often with shortcuts so now Siri can actually intelligently pair the daily routines of your third-party apps which is that's a big things they really do a very good job of integrating with third-party apps and suggesting that uh you can really uh, that, that you have convenient shortcuts right when you need them you know typically i give you pick up a I'll pick up coffee at a, at a coffee place or you know everything could be in your lock screen with the shortcuts app so i mean with shortcuts in this can go in in your lock screens for lock screen suggestions um so it, it's it's uh it's getting better. And one of the things I kind of spin off a little bit on the Apple Watch um with with Siri, I've noticed that Apple uh, that Siri is very very accurate uh on the watch. I mean, even talking into it. I've also uh I've also noticed that the hey you uh is, is mm-hmm. working a little better uh, even in 114 right now um cuz I've had it sit I'm sitting on my seat in my car and I would, you know, yell it out hey you and mm-hmm. uh it would uh it would work great. I mean, it would actually come up. So I I think Siri getting better. I mean, I think it still has a little ways to go. Um, when,
1: I think it's better on the newer devices. I'd have to disagree on the older devices because, yeah. like I said, I have a Series 1, and it could just be the age. It could just be that maybe I have gunk in the in the microphone that needs to be cleaned out or something, but it, it's not as reliable for me on my older device. Sure. But I have heard nothing but good things about it on the Series 3 and the newer devices, so that's great. Um, I do have a, a, a question. Someone else has actually asked me about this too, and I was sure. thinking the same thing. What are the security implications for uh, for series shortcuts? Now, you know, first of all, we should probably mention that I believe, and my friends on the other podcasts also, uh, we think that the workflow app that yep. was purchased by Apple that this is kind of either, maybe it's either it is using being it, absorbed it. or, yeah. So so what's the future of the workflow app or will they just work together or, you as know, far, will it be dissolved? As as, will it be cannibalized? Like, what will happen to
0: it? As far as the discussions have gone on uh, on the web and, and you know, other podcasts and uh, other discussions about this, the workflow app is still going to continue to evolve as it, as it is.
1: Okay. It's
0: um, a standalone think, app. Yeah, it's still a standalone app but but I but I think they've they've done a better job of uh, integrating uh, automation. I think that they're they're going to utilize what 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 work workflow can do um, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Siri. So I think that was a smart thing. Uh, mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's kind of like with the news app. I mean and, and they of course they did re- redesign the news app too um, mm-hmm. and, and added some um, new uh uh, new features as far as getting the news, they're they're really pushing hard to get the news. I mean, ever since they purchased the uh, the company Texture with the magazines, um, I I I really think Apple's really uh, diving d- deep in with this news app because they did bring the news app to uh, Mac OS too. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, you, you got that as well. But as far as privacy goes, you know, Apple did really stress about how they protect your privacy, even when the, when the websites won't help protect you. So
1: well, yeah, as far there's as tools that. Goes, but- so, but the kind of privacy and security implications I'm wondering about is things like when your phone spills spills beans on you, if you set yeah. your phone down, uh, what are other people going to be able to find out about you by just looking at your lock screen if you allow all that stuff to be active? I mean, they really can. It's uh, true.
0: I, it's the thing. You, 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 you have to do an informed, be an informed mm-hmm. uh, consumer just to understand mm-hmm. what j- what the implications are by putting it on the lock screen if you, if it's something that you feel is going to be sensitive then, then then don't do it i mean that's that's really the bottom line i think it would be smart uh, not to Uh, if you feel, again, I'm one that doesn't bother me with the privacy. Um, I
1: I would be, except for the fact that we have experienced theft, you know, not once but twice. And and it has been my own personal theft, but I mean, my, you know, my husband's iPhone was stolen. And ever since then, like the other day, one of my kids brought the little one brought brought his phone to me and he's like, mommy, mommy, I can't, you know, do control center. Cause I told him, I said, go and set a timer. And I had, I had. He had been playing on it too much. And so I had changed his passcode. And I forgot that so long ago I had disabled that because of what had happened to my husband when his this was a while ago, but when his phone was stolen by a student, I realized that it was too easy to be able to access things from the lock screen and from the control center. And so when he got his phone back and when we updated and all that kind of stuff, I had actually disabled control center from the lock screen just because. It was too easy for someone to steal it and then swipe up and then tap the
0: yeah.
1: tap the Wi-Fi signal and take it offline and then, you know, go do whatever they wanted to do with it. Now, I mean, of course, it was locked with a passcode. All of our data was safe. Like we never, you know, I, I definitely trust Apple as far as privacy is concerned and and data uh, loss prevention. However, there's there's still things that they can get at from the lock screen. So I think it really depends. Yeah, you have to be an educated consumer. You also have to consider your environment that you use these devices in. And so for example, I mean, my husband's using it in a school environment and he's now a lot more better about like, he doesn't take it out of his pocket. I mean, or he doesn't set it down. If he does take it out of his pocket, he doesn't set it down. He was using it as a utility device. He was using it in, in a classroom activity as a timer. And, you know, kids just saw that and they just took advantage of it. And so, and plus it was a different age group. And that sort of thing. So again, it goes back to considering the environment that you're working right. in, um, and the type of and the type of lifestyle that you have. And you know, if you're the type of person that, if there's any remote possibility that you're going to separate yourself from your iPhone or you're going to be separated from your iPhone, then you may want to consider what it is that you have that shows on the lock screen. So it yeah. might be, and I, but it might not be for you, <laughs> as they say. This is no, for you. It might not be for you. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. So just give that some thought. Is all I. Do just want to I want to bring people's attention to it it's it's a great feature and I'm sure that it makes life a lot easier but of course there's always when you're given the choice between convenience and security you only you can strike that balance
0: Yep, I agree so some other things that they did uh, change now you know iBooks is no is no longer. It's now called Apple Books. Dropping the eye. They just got rid of the eye. I hope that that's not something that's be <laughs> trending here. They start dropping the eye from all the other products here. But
1: well uh, I think that they're going to and I'm kind of disappointed by that. And just for yeah. the simple aspect that it makes it really hard to talk about.
0: So. Apple Books. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean I've iPhone I, I think iPhone and iPad
0: might be tough. I mean uh,
1: well yeah but I'm talking about software. It's really difficult to talk about yeah. in verbiage. Software when you're using nouns and verbs that are also products, yep. <laughs> it's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, um, the voice memos uh, app was completely re- redesigned and that uh, looks it, cool. it, it looks really cool. And then they've also brought it to the iPad finally and to the Mac and to the Mac. I mean, it's, right.
1: it's there, but it, they're yeah,
0: um, so. Um, they did redesign the stocks app for those of you who follow stocks. And it looks awfully like the way the app store has looked in a mm-hmm. lot of the other ones. So, but so it looks like I see a consistency here.
1: So um, it's news and voice memos and stocks. Was it just those three or was there another one? I think it was those three that yeah. basically they used as an example of what it might look like if they started to port. And not, you know, <laughs> what he, he made a, an announcement basically that, no, they're never going to separate the Operating systems. We're not going to meld oh, yeah, they, they, iOS with macOS. Big word,
0: no. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> no. This is not happening. Uh, Craig Federighi said, you know, right. but the big that was was that the one slide I think they had that had the nice big, you know, right. thunderous clap poof of, you know, no, <laughs> we're l- not doing landing. it. No. <laughs> but what they are going to do is they are going to make it a little bit easier for developers to be able to develop. Basically, you can develop one iOS app and then one Mac slash iPad app, and then watch OS. You can basically develop, or in TV OS, you can develop for those platforms, but it looks to be like if you can develop an app that will work on the iPad, that it will also port nicely to the Mac side of things. That's what, what is to come. And so it looks like they use those three apps as examples to showcase what could be done if you decided that you wanted to make your iPad app will also look and work okay on the Mac side of things.
0: Yeah. A C- couple other features that they're going to enhance on the iPhone 10 face ID. Now will recognize two faces.
1: Yay. So I'm excited for that. You know, I, I know
0: helping people your, helping yep. your, your, uh, your, uh, customers for that and uh yeah it's when like- i get one
1: that'll be the first thing i do because that's the first thing that my husband and i do is we put each other's yeah. we put each other's fingerprints, fingerprints in each yeah. other's phones and now my kids you know so i mean it'll be a while before they get an iphone 10 unless we win the lottery or something yeah. but you know I've, I've done that with my my son's phone now that he has a 5s S, I that was the first thing i did i put my fingerprint in there
0: um, the other pet peeve a lot of people have with iPhone tens was the closing of iOS apps. It's going to be much easier. You can just uh, sc- uh, scroll up like it used to be. Because right now, what you have to do is you have to tap hold, get the, the red minus to come up, and then you can uh, mm. scroll up to close them. So that was always complaints about that. Um,
1: oh, because people wanted to close the apps because they oh, so many people have that muscle memory built in that they they want to be able to close all their apps all the time.
0: No, uh, just more so. There might be times you want to get to the apps out of the memory. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That's always been a big myth. I mean, Apple's always mm-hmm. said that uh, you don't have to close apps; it, it it works just fine. I mean, Android's the same way. I mean, you have apps that are running in the background all the time, so.
1: Yeah, I have apps that run for like weeks at a time. Now, yeah. I, I do like to be able to swipe up, swipe up, swipe up, you know, repeatedly for those like 40 screens that I have open because I'm, you know, getting ready to do, I don't know about you, but like every time I'm ready to do an, an update to the operating system, I always close all the apps. Or right. if I'm, troublesho- yeah, if I'm so. troubleshooting, I close all the apps because I do want that RAM. I want that memory like flushed out. It's, it's just a, a hygiene kind of a thing. But I'm not one of those people that feels compelled and I do suffer with, OCD a lot of times, but I'm not one of those people no. that feels compelled to, <laughs> you couldn't tell, I know, uh, it's kind of a given, <laughs> Sorry, but, I, I but believe it or not, I, I don't feel compelled to swipe up all the screens all the time, but sure. yet I've seen people in, in, uh, I've seen people in environments where they do that all the time because someone a long time ago told them to do that and that it was good. And so they do it.
0: A good segue with talking about iOS updates that there there was a mention i mean some of these things that i'm that i'm talking about is it wasn't actually talked about during the during during the keynote but right. uh, automatic iOS updates and it's not 100% clear how that's going to work Hmm. But a trigger in settings suggests that uh, you might be able to configure iPhones and iPads to automatically install iOS updates. I know that could be kind of scary, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. a lot of times people no, I like that
0: <laughs> you and I are always we want to control, but there might be times there are people that they would just want don't want to deal with it,
1: yeah. Um, it, it'll be nice. as long as they as long as they build in a switch to be able to turn it off. and just like like i I was very I was very happy and impressed that when it came to iMessage in the iCloud, they did not put the switch on by default. It, it's right. off. You have to go into, just like we've talked about in a previous episode, it's exactly where we thought it would be. You have to go into settings. You have to tap on your name and then you have to tap on iCloud and look through the list of services and you will now see iMessage or messages as, as it's called. It's not it's right. not listed by the service, but by the actual app name. There you go, because it doesn't have an eye in front of it. It's hard <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> but if you look for messages, you can now switch it to the on position Position and it will then start backing it up, but it is not on by default. So, when it comes to these automatic iOS updates, I'm pretty sure that they will do the right thing and that they will make it optional that you will opt in to do that and that it won't do it automatically. Because I know people that do it accidentally, not automatically, accidentally, and they get so incensed about it. (laughs) And rightfully so, because it changes a bunch of things. There's, I mean, when we go from one update to another, usually incremental updates are not a big deal, but when you go for a whole a whole operating system upgrade, things change, and a lot of people do not like change. I agree. So,
0: I agree. Now, one of th- a couple more things here before we get close to wrapping this up. Um, the, the there is more battery information uh, in the battery list uh, for usage chart. In the settings, now shows your usage for the last twenty four hours or ten days, and you can tap oh, a nice. bar to, to show that. Um, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. We we did mention earlier that there's contact lists, student ID cards for students going to schools. Um, so that's going to be available on the iPhone as well, and I, for select
1: universities.
0: For select universities for now, but uh, uh-huh. yep. So um, so they they did they did, uh, they did that, that as well. So a uh, couple of the things we uh, we I did mention as far as um, augmented reality AR. There's a new file format called USDZ. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a new format that helps uh, the 3D creators to create more rich content and animations optimized for mobile devices. So, uh, it's, so they've added that. Uh, face tracking. So face tracking now will be able to see where you're looking at so it can detect where, whether you're sticking your tongue out or winking. So they added that in there as well as that was going to be for the emojis anim- and Memojis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just endless. It just keeps going. I mean, there's just a lot of, lot of uh, different, different things that that this is uh, that, that they've enhanced. Uh, yeah. But
1: it's good to talk about them no, no, so that people I,
0: understand. I we're, we're talking about it now, but we're also talking about this This is not going to get officially released for at least another three more months. So, mm-hmm. but so get you, ready. You can get, be You're thinking be, about it. You could be sure that I'll be talking. We'll be, both be talking about uh, as we hear about new things uh, as the beta is released. Uh, again, don't install it on your primary devices. I always tell people that. Please don't because uh, you will regret it and especially mm-hmm. if it's your primary device. so.
1: Yeah, these are uh, things we want you to be thinking about when this comes up. Be thinking about, you know, don't just think that Siri Shortcuts is going to be such an awesome thing. Be thinking about what it actually is going to show on your screen before you install it.
0: So uh, as far as compatibility goes, iOS 12 is going to be compatible, compatible with basically every iPhone that was released up all the way down to the 5S, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So you go with the 5S up to, the, of course, the 10. So... If you're running iOS 11 now, you're going to be able to uh, update the 12 when it comes out. Now with iPad, same thing. Uh, it it goes through all the pros, uh, the big, large screen as far as the as as far as the, as long as the, as well as the smaller screens. Uh, even the iPad Air 2 in the Air, which is awesome because those are those are two older devices that uh, you, you would wonder if they were going to still update that, but because it, they still run iOS 11, they're they're going to do it. And then the three three of the iPad Minis Minis will be uh, available to, to update as well.
1: Some of these devices are five years
0: yeah, old. Yeah, especially like the Devices mini two. that have been
1: around for five years that people are still using, or like us, passing down to other family members.
0: Yeah, you can so.
1: still get the latest security updates, the latest patches on devices that are five
0: years old. Yep. No, it's and that's what's great. I mean, I, that's that that Apple is is is, is a supporting them and they were able to, and, and we, you know why they're able to support these is because they were, they took the time to make sure that this operating system was e- efficient in the way right it and operates. it's not going
1: to sh- slow your older devices yeah. down i mean S- i seem that to remember that to be seen, but i'm i'm looking forward to that i will be i will certainly be testing that my my son who has the 5s was really excited he's like oh, i could put ios 12 on this and it's not going to slow it down that'll be great
0: yeah and i seem to remember that happening in previous versions of ios that uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my 4s is slow slow mm-hmm. down now as since I installed iOS nine.
1: Even yeah. my 6s was like, yeah. and iOS eleven when it first came up, like okay, I I, I tapped the app, uh, hello hello, <laughs> are you there?
0: Yeah. So, so no, I, I I I'm so glad we were able to dig into to all the uh, things with, to get our points of view of uh, what happened at WWDC. There's there was a lot of great announcements, and this this was. A perfect episode to, to to really get and dig deep into some of the things that are out there we could keep going there's more <laughs> uh, and, <effective. laughs> well, and we will as
1: time goes on yeah. we'll and we'll talk about things that come up
0: we will and there there was a lot of of a lot of features that there weren't talked about uh and you know because the keynote was almost two almost two and a half hours it was still two hours and 15 minutes so uh so there was a lot to talk about so so what do you say we wrap this up huh
1: I think it's time I hope,
0: to put a bow on it. I hope everybody enjoyed it. So it was, it was a lot of fun uh, to talk about this. So uh, with that, let's wrap it up. So thanks for listening. And we hope you were more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode, subscribe to our podcast and your favorite podcatcher and show your friends to find us on the Apple podcasts and the Google play store and stitcher. And we look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. And I just remembered we have to talk about Mac stock.
1: <laughs> oh, you can fit it in there.
0: You know, as we're closing, uh, I will uh, mention really quickly is MacStock 2018 that that's happening pretty soon here, July 21st, 22nd. Go to maxdoc 2018com We have a offer code that's just for us, and and uh, we've been sharing it out. If you go and purchase tickets now, you use the offer code in touch. You'll take seventy dollars off of your price. I'll be speaking there again for the, my fourth year, as well as we have. Uh, all kinds of great uh speakers that are going to be there be sure that you uh go ahead and uh, uh take uh, take a look at that we'll have that in the show notes of course but uh macstock2018.com and make sure you go visit that so with that i am dave ginsburg and you can find me everywhere on the twitters at dave g65
1: and i'm the mac mommy and you can find me online all over at the mac Mommy.
0: we hope you you'll subscribe for our future episodes We appreciate it, and thanks for listening.